0: Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Hymn number 75. God comes with succor, speedy, to those who suffer wrong, to help the poor and needy, and bid the weak be strong. He comes to break oppression, to set the captive free to take away transgression and rule in equity. Hymn number 75.
0: you would like to follow along with the readings tonight please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast click on that and then look for the place it says click here for the text of the wednesday readings and the theme for tonight is the peace of god which we all seek and the readings will now be given by florence from georgia
2: From the Bible, Isaiah, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever. And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, and in sure dwelling, and in quiet resting places. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shalt thou be established, thou shalt far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. But the wicked are like the troubled sea, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Mark Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into this ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, cares thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. Matthew Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. John, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Numbers. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. And give thee peace. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health, the key to the scriptures, and prose works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. St. Paul writes Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. To attain peace and holiness is to recognize the divine presence and allness. Jesus said, I
3: am the way.
2: To the burdened and weary, Jesus said, come unto me, O glorious hope. There remaineth a rest for the righteous, a rest in Christ, a peace in love. The thought of it tells complaint. The heaving surf of life's troubled sea forms itself away, and underneath is a deep, settled calm. Jesus spreads as not one individual experience if we follow his commands faithfully, and all have the cup of sorrowful effort to drink in proportion to their demonstration of his love. So all are redeemed through divine love. This material world is even now becoming the arena for conflicting forces. On one side there will be discord and dismay, on the other side there will be science and peace. The breaking up of material beliefs may seem to be famine and pestilence, want and war, sin, sickness and death, which assume new faces until their nothingness appears. These disturbances will continue until the end of error, when all discord will be swallowed up in truth. A man who likes to do wrong, finding pleasure in it and refraining from it only through fear of consequences, is neither a temperate man nor a reliable religionist. Mortals will lose their sense of mortality, disease, sickness, sin, and death in the proportion that they gain the sense of man's spiritual pre-existence as God's child, as the offspring of good and not of God's opposite, evil, or a fallen man. If men understood their real spiritual source to be all blessedness, they would struggle for recourse, to the spiritual and be at peace. For true happiness, man must harmonize with his principle, divine love. The son must be in accord with the father in conformity with Christ. According to divine science, man is in a degree as perfect as the mind that forms him. The truth of being makes man harmonious and immortal while error is mortal and discordant. Spiritual living and blessedness are the only evidences by which we can recognize true existence and feel the unspeakable peace which comes from an all-absorbing spiritual love. When we learn the way in Christian science and recognize man's spiritual being, We shall behold and understand God's creation, all the glories of earth and heaven and man. Through the wholesome chastisements of love, we are helped onward in the march towards righteousness, peace, and purity, which are the landmarks of science. Beholding the infinite task of truth, we pause, wait on God, Then we push onward until boundless thought walks enraptured and conception unconfined is winged to reach the divine glory. This is the promise and reward of rightness. Governments have no right to engraft into civilization the burlesque of unstable economics. War is in itself an evil, barbarous, devilish. Victory in error is defeat in truth. War is not in the domain of good. War weakens power and finally, and must finally fall, pierced by its own sword. The principle of all power is God, and God is love. Whatever brings into human thought or action An element opposed to love is never requisite, never a necessity, and is not sanctioned by the law of God, the law of love. The founder of Christianity said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. The first commandment in the Hebrew Decalogue, thou shalt have no other gods before me, obeyed is sufficient to still all strife. God is the divine mind. Hence the sequence, had all people's one mind, peace would reign. God is Father, infinite, and this great truth, when understood in its divine metaphysics, will establish the brotherhood of man and wars and demonstrate on earth Goodwill will toward men.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. heart in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread
4: and forgive us our debts
0: Carol, will you please announce the next hymn?
1: Hymn number 263. Only God can bring us gladness, only God can give us peace. Joys are vain that end in sadness, joy divine shall never cease. Mid the shade of want and sorrow, undisturbed our hearts rejoice, patient, Wake the brighter morrow, faithful, heed the Father's voice. Hymn number 263.
0: to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy We have a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of them are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspired word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found one or more of our websites, have found our church, has found God's precious healing word. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much material that we offer free of charge. And all of this is inspired and healing material. It's the highest Christian science literature. And, as a result, people are being healed, inspired, problems are being solved, all good is going on. And we're thankful for that. We're thankful for, to God for that. I would like to point out one uh, article that we're now featuring on the home page of our English website. It's a beautiful article entitled, A Right Attitude by Gilbert Carpenter. I highly recommend it. Join us here on every Sunday. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one that's dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And this enables students that don't live in the area to attend the Sunday School by telephone. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday School. Call up the church, Uh, we'll give you the number for the Sunday School, and the teachers there would be most happy to welcome your child. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice. But keep in mind, we're gonna hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up, so please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you, one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open. For sharing testimonies of healing through Christian Science. Elizabeth,
5: from New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead.
6: Good evening, and thank you for those really beautiful and so inspiring readings. Just awesome. awesome. Um, recently, my family and myself were invited to attend a wedding across the country. I prayed to know whether this was the right thing to do or not, and the answer came to go. Social engagements that last for three days are not my favorite thing to do, but in an endeavor to see God in everything and to translate everything into the spiritual idea that it is, I went with that purpose in mind. In Mary Baker Eddy's Treatment for Every Day, read recently on the Plainfield Round Table, Mrs. Eddy says, quote, there can be no willpower, obstinacy, nor animal magnetism to darken the atmosphere of any home, for God indeed dwells on earth and governs every event, During the week away, I constantly turned to the Father, the one mind, for guidance, and to know what the truth of every moment was. The result was a very smooth travel time, in spite of a remote location that required 21 legs of travel going to and fro. It was all done with joy, and although seemingly challenging at times, we all came away with a wonderful memory of it. Upon arrival at our destination, there were a couple of concerns expressed. One was regarding high levels of smoke in the air from Canadian fires. Immediately the hymn came to thought, In atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Though mortal sense may see it not, tis sense that would deceive unquote. The concern, as well as the smoke, dissipated, and the next day the sky was clear and beautiful, making for a lovely wedding day. The other concern was regarding bees that were gathering around the banquet tables all weekend long. At first there seemed a great deal of fear for these bees, which were thought to be of the dangerous variety. I was so grateful for a very calm sense and clear trust that these bees could not harm anyone. I held on very tightly to that, and as the weekend went on, I noticed with grateful heart very little buzz about the bees. Lastly, a seemingly bitter divorce had kept this family apart for many years, and there was much fear as to whether they could gather now without any altercation. I prayed to know and to see them as God sees them. All was indeed well. The weekend was filled with the love that is God. I was so thankful to have these opportunities to see the allness of God, the allness of good, and I'm so grateful to the Almighty God, to Christ Jesus for what He taught us, to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us this practical science that we can turn to and lean on in every situation. Thank you so much for the wonderful service tonight, and good night.
0: Thank you. Karen from California. Go ahead.
7: Good evening, and I also would like to thank Florence for those beautiful readings. I would like to express my gratitude for a recent proof of God's ever-present good. In Mrs. Eddy's article, Day, she writes, quote, I tell you truth. When I say there is only one source of all good, God, the conscious recognition and acceptance of this fact, acknowledged by every activity of the mind, not two or three times a day, but every few moments, all day long, no matter what the outer self is doing, and this maintained will enable anyone to express his perfect freedom and dominion. Over all things human. I make recordings for the church's website and was getting set up last week to make another one. As I was doing this, I realized there was a lot of noise coming from our neighbor's pool. When I was ready to record, I just quietly turned to God and affirmed that this activity was to bless others if this was the God-appointed time for me to make this recording, then the noise from next door was either not going to interfere with the recording, or the children were going to be led to go elsewhere for the time being. I began my recording and was finished in less than an hour. As soon as I was finished, I heard the noise again, but realized but during the recording, I did not hear a peek from them. I was so grateful to God for showing me that He is ever-present and that His will cannot be interfered with in any way. I am so grateful for what I am learning here through Christian science about God and His perfect creation and how to practice this in my daily experience. Mary Baker Eddy says in our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, quote, man is spiritual and perfect, and because he is spiritual and perfect, he must be so understood in Christian science, end quote. Through my study and the support of my practitioner, I am growing in my understanding of this. I am grateful for Plainfield Church and this wonderful website full of inspiring material, articles, books, recordings, and so much more, all of which is reminding us what Christ Jesus taught and demonstrated, that man is one with God, therefore perfect, as our Father is perfect. Thank you. Good evening.
0: Thank you. Luann from New York. Go ahead.
7: Thank you.
8: Everything about my life changed when I made my first call to a Christian science practitioner from this church. The darkness and madness in my mind began to slowly fade, and I could for the first time see a light at the end of the tunnel. I had suffered for so many years from the effects of mental, physical, and sexual abuse I was at a point where I believed suicide was the only answer. I entertained myself by pushing just to the edge of death every day. I hated this world and I wanted to go live with God. So that statement alone pretty much explains my mindset at the time. After a few weeks of constant communication with my practitioner and testing her to no end, To say that I had an attitude would be an understatement. But I was given so much love and truth. My heart softened. My whole thought process changed. I was finally able to begin to heal. I wanted to live. I was genuinely happy to wake up in the morning and start a new day. I had a lot to learn about my relationship to God, and our Bible studies and roundtables spoke volumes to me along with constant help from my practitioners, I was finally able to forgive and move forward. I could see all the wonderful ways that God was working in my life. My health, my finances, my relationships improved. I gained confidence, courage, and a desire to love, as God is love. After I retired from my job as a correction officer, I built and now run a pottery shop, which would never have been successful without God and the guidance I received from my practitioner. Every morning I wake up to greet a new day with the past behind me, more loving, caring, and patient than I have ever known. None of this would have been possible without God and the teachings of Mary Baker Eddy, the work of my practitioner, and the endless examples of the Christ Jesus. I am so grateful for all that I've been given. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Donna from Oregon. Go ahead.
3: Hi, everyone. This is just a simple thing, but it shows how God not only helps us in a crisis, but also with our daily lives. The other day I was mowing the lawn. We'd had a lot of rain lately, which is unusual for our high desert country, and I'd already let it get too tall. I got about three-fourths of it mowed when I heard some rumbling and saw some very dark clouds overhead. After feeling a drop or two of rain, I stopped and asked God to please let it, rain, please let it not rain until I was through mowing. I didn't feel any more rain, so I was able to finish mowing and put the mower and other stuff away in the garage. As soon as I got into the house, it started pouring rain. I immediately thanked God for his help. How great is that that we can count on God for small things like mowing the lawn. But like God says in the Bible, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. And apparently, even if it's just mowing our lawn.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead.
5: Good
9: evening. Back in 2018, on a weekend when I was away... The hose in my refrigerator water dispenser sprung a leak, so I came home to a major flood in my house. The hose was replaced. Insurance thankfully covered all my repairs, and all has been well since. However, a few Saturdays ago, I woke up to the water pooling by the refrigerator once again, where the hose had sprung yet another leak. I put a bucket under the leaky hose when it was apparent that my duct tape repair job wasn't going to cut it, and I contacted my, my handyman for an emergency plumber suggestion. I called his top choice who could not make it out that day since it was a Saturday morning, but he told me that I could, I could find the valve switch and simply turn off the water to the refrigerator. But As it turns out, that switch was in the crawl space next to the water heater and completely inaccessible to me. So I then had a thought to che- check my community's online form for another emergency plumber. And I did find a review for a local master plumber, who I called. I called the second plumber. He was about 30 minutes away at another job. But after a short pause, he said he would swing by and help me turn off the valve switch. And when he did come by, he did, he did more than just turn off the valve switch. But instead, he fixed the leaky hose, even stopping halfway to make a run to a local department store, hardware store, for a necessary part. When he was done, I was expecting a huge bill as it was an emergency weekend call. However, the final bill was only about a a fraction of what I was expecting, because as he said, when the call came in, he was tempted to tell me at the first moment that he was busy and he couldn't make it out that day. But he had a strong urge to drop everything and come and help me. He couldn't understand where that urge came from, but I understood where, where it came from, and I'm very thankful for his obedience to this angel message and for this clear example of divine love meeting my every human need. When the previous flooding event occurred five years ago, I was very concerned I would not be able to find a contractor willing to do the repair work for the price of the insurance re- reimbursement. But my playfield practitioner reassured me that God was always send the right help, and I would never be left lacking. That truth is as true today as it was five years ago, and I am very grateful for this church, for the wonderful practitioner help, and for these unceasing examples of God's ever-loving care.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Nancy,
4: Texas.
0: Nancy from Texas, go ahead.
10: Thank you for your lovely readings tonight, Florence. I was asking God earlier today, what could I give a testimony about during the Independent Wednesday evening service? And nothing came to mind. Literally, the word nothing came to mind. I then pondered this answer to prayer. I realized that nothing meant, in my case, no problems, no health issues, no drama, no loneliness, no unhappiness, no stressful situations. I attributed this to starting out every day early in the morning with a watch for the world, followed by my studying the Plainfield weekly lesson and listening to various recordings on the Plainfield website. And last but not least writing in my gratitude notebook. To be clear, I'm not saying that nothing ever happens to me or that I never have any problems. But when aggressive mental suggestions try to take me down from my spiritual altitude, I cast them out immediately by declaring the truth about myself as a child of God. Like the Bible says in 1 John, now are we the sons of God. And dear Christ Jesus told us to be perfect, not become perfect at some later date. I'm so very grateful for Plainfield Independent and all that it offers to sincere students of Christian science, for Christ Jesus and all that he did for mankind, and for Mary Baker Eddy's bringing the promised comforter, Christian science, to comfort all mankind. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Jeremy.
11: I am very grateful to have learned in this church about the need to put the people you care about on the altar, and to know that, quote, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, end quote. That's from Romans eight. I had to put my youngest child on the altar, and I'm so grateful to God that he brought this child who's in their mid-twenties back into my experience albeit with a new legal name, but still with that same kind, generous spirit I knew and cherished. Christ Jesus gave us the golden rule, quote, as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise, unquote, from Luke 6. And I know from experience it doesn't feel good when people treat me as though I am still the angry lost person I was in my 20s. Therefore, I never want to hold others to what they were in the past either. Sometimes it's hard to change our maps of the world. But as it says in Proverbs 3, Strive not with a man without cause, if he has done, nothing, done thee no harm. My youngest has done me no harm, quite the opposite actually, and I feel blessed to have them in my life and grateful to see that they're going with their sense of goodness in all they do. I'm grateful also that God has kept them close to me so I can offer the love and support which Christian Science has taught me to give. It's a great blessing to have Christian Science to guide us through every portion of our life. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Imogene from Australia. Go ahead. Something that was
12: mentioned at a roundtable a few months ago And I'm paraphrasing the discussion here, but I took from it that in terms of measuring our own Christianity, we should compare ourselves to Christ Jesus rather than contemplating a false sense of progress when compared with a mortal mind, which we know is false, base and malicious. I live in a busy city, and like all cities, there are many kinds of people who live, work and visit here. Something I have been working on for years is to be more patient with others, especially when walking in the city streets. I tend to get up a bit of speed when I walk, and as I know the streets so well, I have found that it is doubly important to be patient with visitors or people who may be taking their time in their walk. Just before I first found Plainfoot Independent, I started to notice that I was quite angry at people, simply because they were walking slower than me. They were getting in my way, and I was also quite angry at people when reading a news or political headline that I didn't agree with, and I was most lofty and self-justified in judging others. I am very grateful to God for showing me that I was engaging in a form of anger and hate. I was actively engaging in error when thinking such things, and that I was not being Christly. From such thinking it is very easy to elevate oneself above others, but this is a false estimate, because Christ Jesus would not have felt anger towards a slower walker, and although at times he rebuked error, it was only for the purpose of healing someone, because he said, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. So in coming to Plainfield Independent and learning here, I am so grateful to have seen how wrong I had been, to be angry at people or upset with people because they were walking slower, or indeed they seemed to embody any error at all. I am so grateful that we are taught here how to handle error with our watches and prayerful work, but all the time holding error entirely separate from the sweet soul who is my fellow man. This is a very precise way of working, and the teaching at Plainfield Independent has caused me to understand how to do this, which is the same thinking in pure Christian science that Mary Baker Eddy clarified when she wrote, quote, Did the careless doctor, the nurse, the cook, and the brusque business visitor sympathetically know the thorns they plant in the pillow of the sick? and the heavenly homesick looking away from earth? Oh, did they know! End quote. I am very grateful for Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science. I am very grateful to have the chance to demonstrate God in my life, and as my dear practitioner has been teaching me, to see beyond the error, to see the truth that we are all God's dear precious children whose hairs are all numbered by the Father. Thank you to our Lord God Almighty, to Christ Jesus, and to Mary Baker Eddy, and thank you to our holy practitioners at this church, and so much love to you all. Izzy
13: from England, go ahead. Good evening. Our office is in a town that's on the seaside. You can just feel that you are in the kingdom of God everywhere. And there's a concrete walkway that stretches right the length of uh, the sea. It goes for miles. It's busy with people walking and cycling. And every so often there are steps down, about eight feet down, onto a long, long stretch of rough grass. And it looks flat and perfect, but actually it's treacherous. It has some deep ravines, easily uh, fall into those. Even if you're just walking, you can easily um, get your footing wrong. So uh, I usually just walk straight out to the edge of the grass where the grass meets the sand and I walk there. So this day, as usual, I let two of my three dogs off and I kept the other one on a long lead. And the two dogs, the two girls went mad, just chasing each to the round. 91st Psalms. My head constantly as I'm walking, uh, especially he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways and we must that day we must have walked about a mile and uh, eventually headed back towards the walkway and the final stretch i walked on the on a little grassy path just below the concrete walkway then when we got to the steps i put the dogs back on the leads and i started to head back and i was thanking god as i always try to do for bringing us all back safely And then I realised that my phone was no longer in my pocket. I looked back at the shoreline all the way we'd come and I just thought, oh, blimey. (laughs) I was almost tempted to give it up for lost. But then I just thought, no, there's no way that the divine, infinite mind does not know where this phone is. So it cannot be lost. The dogs were exhausted, but I had to turn around uh, so we walked back towards the concrete steps that we'd come up and i just actually kept looking over the side onto the grass below just in case the foam was there and then it was there so i let the dogs off again because there's a bit of a, a deep ditch to jump over i didn't want to have three dogs on a leash and the dogs had completely forgotten their exhaustion and they set off chasing each other again across the rough grass at some point i heard a bit of a splash and i looked back around and both dogs appeared so i I was just very grateful for that. And then I continued looking for the phone and it was just there as I'd seen it. And I could not believe it when I thought of a whole distance I'd traveled. It was just absolutely incredible that the phone was just there on the grassy path. I called the dogs to me and when they came up, um, one of them, as she got to me, she staggered and, and she nearly fell over. And I realized that it was she who'd fallen in the water. And she was panting really hard, and as she breathed out, she made a strange sound, a like a really high-pitched yelp uh, that I'd never heard before, and it was quite um, upsetting. Um, so I put my arms around her, and I immediately told her that she was God's child, and that she just could not fall out of his love, as I've heard it given in wonderful testimonies at Plainfield. It was easy, actually, in that glorious, beautiful place, to absolutely deny the power of anything that was not of God. By the time we got back to the concrete steps, she was much better. I put their leashes on and then we headed a few minutes walk back to work and literally by halfway, she was completely back to normal. It was such an amazing experience to be able to know so completely that nothing had happened or could ever have happened in God's kingdom. So I was so grateful and writing this again as just, blown me away with gratitude for this and every example of god's love and power and i'm so grateful to know this and to be part of this and to be learning this thank you so much
0: thank you sylvia from australia go ahead
1: good evening I was at my daughter's house bringing something, and night was approaching, she told me she was concerned that one of her cats had not shown up for several days. She has two cats. One is a home cat, loyal and loves being around people. The other, the one who was missing, used to be initially very reserved, used to hide when anyone, myself included, visited and often went away and returned a day or two later, only for a short while and mainly for food. The two cats didn't get on and either ignored each other or hissed at each other. This time my daughter said in their last encounter they had hissed at each other, and another bully cat had come into the house, which is why my daughter thought her cat had run away for so long. I too felt a sense of fear about the cat having left. I then decided this thinking is not on. I had recently been working with a sentence I had read quote, When thought is quick to impersonalize error instead of accepting the human picture, healing will quickly be experienced. Unquote. This concept for me was linked to a story about two Christian science sisters who used to be very close, then something happened and one of them withdrew her friendship. The other sister, in trying to amend the situation, was seeing her as only capable of expressing love, but this approach did not work. After three years it was pointed out to her to stop having a personal concept of man as idea, and that only divine love does the loving. Once she saw this, she lost the sense of man, or in this case woman, that they can do anything themselves, even when it comes to loving. Shortly after, the sisters were reunited. In the cat situation, I thought, only divine love loves, since it alone is the cause. Therefore, this cat feels the love of divine love. This divine love is all, there is nothing outside of it. It is all around, infinite, and very deep. This love is perfect, and perfect love casteth out fear. The fear I had previously felt about having lost a cat. Divine love cannot fear, nor can it have a sense of hostility, so the cats cannot be antagonised. Only perfect, infinite, divine love is the truth of the situation. I felt my sense of fear dissolve away. I also felt that God's work had been done and was complete and irreversible. I then left, and as I was driving home, my daughter sent a text saying that the cat had returned and was very hungry. What is really interesting about this episode is that ever since, this cat still sometimes goes away for a few hours, but now returns home every day. This ties in with the thought I had that day that God's work cannot be reversed. Also, the cats no longer hiss at each other. They accept each other and a couple of times have been seen to sleep on the same bed together. The cat who came back is no longer so reserved and is now very friendly to me whenever I visit. I am grateful to be learning how to apply Christian science to improve our everyday circumstances and am very grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for all the selfless work she put in to establish this science.
0: Thank you. Lawrence from Georgia, go ahead.
2: Thank you. I have two testimonies. One, this first one is from Germany. I'm very grateful that I am starting a sincere and deepened relationship with divine love. On Saturday night, I woke out of a not nice dream and stayed away to read and wanted to get my glasses, which I usually place under my pillow or at the end of the head of the bed, and I was not able to find them. I took everything apart and began to handle the belief of animal magnetism, which wanted to say, you you try to be good and help others, and now, you see, you get it, see what you get. I said, Satan, leave me. I am one with God, and there is no loss. My sight is with God, and I see as God sees. I still did not completely settle down and looked everywhere and to no avail, found nothing. So I became very quiet and thought about all of the things I'm grateful for. The practitioner I work with has often reminded me that this quietude and calmness increases my awareness of God's allness and send the senseless illusions away from my thoughts. So I sat there and looked at the joy I received from listening to readings online of our roundtable and Bible lessons. I thought about the ideas that came to me, and I let them wrap me with the effortless, unconditional love that we learned about from Mary Baker Eddy, and also thought of hymn 64, From Sense to Soul, My Pathway Lies Before Me. So I got up and remade my bed, knowing that everything is where it needs to be, including me, including these glasses, including the many friends that I have. And I knew it. I knew in that silence that the glasses were there. I did not see them, but I rejoiced. I was led to look in a backpack, which is the last place I could imagine them to be. And I opened it and there they were. The fretting and discomfort were the lie that needed was dissolving. So in gratitude, I have my glasses, which were not where I left them and not at the head of the bed or under the pillow. So I learned a little bit more about trust and reliance on the one mind. In my journey, I have found that only when we place our reliance on God alone, Do we have peace? God loves everyone. That is very important. Happy the glasses are found that we are all well, spiritual, and complete. Thank God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and thanks to all at Plainfield Christian Science Church. The second one is from Australia, from Phil. I really enjoyed the lesson on man which was so inspiring and so applicable to daily life and have recently been studying the article, The Practice of Christian Science by Bicknell Young, which talks about getting silent in the center of our being and feeling the Christ, conscious oneness with God. On Thursday evening, we had the so-called blue supermoon and had done a watch to handle the superstitious beliefs of crazy activities that happened during the time of a full moon. Just after 1 a.m., I awoke to severe stomach pain, which forced me out of bed. I dressed, grabbed my books, and listened and went to sit in the lounge so that I do not disturb my wife. Through the teachings of Christian science, We learn that the human faculties are an unreliable testimony of our true self. My stomach could not think, nor could my so-called mortal mind. I studied Psalm 91, which is a favorite, which says, If we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, no evil will befall us. For he gives his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways very reassuring and powerful. I also studied the lesson and Lord's Prayer. And then, still in pain, I knelt, quieted, quietened and centered myself and asked, Father, Mother, God, what is it I need to know? And then listened. Thy kingdom come, thou art ever present. There is never any separation from him, was the answer. God loved me, was with me, and I am his perfect expression always. In our lesson from Romans 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? For I am persuaded, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I love from science and health also from the lesson, as a drop of water is one with the ocean A ray of light, one with the sun, even so God and man, father and son, are one in being. Wrapped in God's love, the pain simply melted away into its native nothingness. I went back to bed and slept well until morning. I am so grateful for this demonstration of the love and ever presence of God and for Mary Baker Eddy, for revealing this practical science to mankind, to Christ Jesus the Way Shower, and for the pure teachings of Christian science in this Plainfield Independent Church, and for all the resources available, including the amazing website, weekly lesson writers, roundtables, unity watches, services and dedicated practitioners and members. Love, with love, to you all.
0: Thank you. Mishaela from Canada, go ahead.
14: It is much easier to see the shortcomings in others than in oneself. I am grateful to be learning here at Plainfield to watch my thought, especially when I am tempted to criticize. Now, when this happens, I am learning to take a good look at myself. Often, I can find that what I criticize in others is something I need to work on myself. As it is said in Matthew 7, 5. First, Cast out the beam out of thine own eye. Then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Secondly, if I criticize someone, now I can recognize that I am failing to see the perfect man that God has made. I remind myself that all I can see and hear is God's perfect reflection, and there is nothing to criticize in God's reflection. I would love to be able to say that I don't criticize or judge anyone anymore, but far from it. The temptation is great, and I step into the trap of mortal mind's temptation often. Then it looks like all my reminders have gone down the drain. But thanks to regular practitioner support, I am reminded and guided to not give into the bad habit. It helps me to be accountable and to get back on track. When I am able to see the divine reflection instead of criticizing, I feel like was read tonight, the unspeakable peace which comes from an all-absorbing spiritual love. Thank you for the readings tonight. I loved what you read, Florence. Had all people's one mind, peace would reign. I know I need to do my part in this, always seeing the reflection of divine mind. Thank you also for the wonderful music and to be able to be here tonight. Thank
0: you. Mary,
4: Good evening, everyone. Just a couple things tonight. Uh, The first, California. I want to express to the lesson writer for this week's lesson on substance for putting in the verse from Jeremiah 31. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with everlasting kindness, with loving kindness, I have drawn thee. And thinking about how that applies to everyone, that everyone is drawn in loving kindness... I was blessed throughout the day by others meeting my needs, expressing such loving kindness towards me. And with each demonstration of love, I rejoice with the people around me in this goodness. I am so grateful to have found the Plainfield Christian Science Church independent, to have such beautiful lessons to study, and to be learning more and more about God's great love that is present now for each of us even when the world picture paints things differently. Sending loads of love to this congregation. And then Virginia. Many thanks for all the instruction, information, and inspiration in the round table and church service on Sunday, August 28th, with the focus and subject on Christ Jesus. The many treasures shared included the Deer's Cry. The history of this has been told and performed previously by our chorus. It was also included in an edition of Love is the Liberator and is at the end of the watch booklet, Praying for All Our Children, with Luann's exquisite painting, How Blessed We Are. Much more can be found in listening to the recording of the Round Table, including being alert to do the higher, greater works. Those works to be done by those who believe on Christ Jesus. Thank you, too, for those beautiful readings on peace. Um, I was so grateful you included from Numbers. uh, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. With all the children going back to school recently this week and previously and perhaps even next week, um, that was a prayer we were taught to say to our child or whomever, uh, that prayer from Numbers, before they start out on their school day. Uh, I know it would quiet my thought as a mother at the time and also would quiet the child's thought to know that the peace of God is is with them wherever they go as it is with us all. So I'm very grateful for those readings, uh, the beautiful hymns and music, and, and thank you all for your testimonies this evening, and have a good night.
0: Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
6: Hymn number 300 and 236. I'll read the first line. O peace of the world, O hope in each breast, O Bethlehem star that ages have blessed. A day of fresh promise breaks over the land, gaunt warfare is doomed, and God's kingdom is at hand. Hymn number 236.